0: And I, I just think that Ref Devia is a perfect example of faithfulness in prayer, of just an ongoing dialogue with God, yeah. where there is still a discipline to it, where you're, you're turning, you're being disciplined to turn your heart toward the Lord. But it's not like I need to stop what I'm doing, sit down at the table or in my closet. There's a place for that too, but like actually just incorporating a dialogue of prayer throughout the day.
1: Hello and welcome back to Restoration Matters. My name is Craig Thompson, joined by Jen Thompson Hi. and Scott Limpman. Hello. And this week Nick is not here with us, which is uh, disappointing. But the good news is that we have our friend Christian here. And uh, Christian is helping us with the recording and is also on staff at Rockside Ranch. So welcome, Christian. Hi, everybody. First time on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. So so, uh, on Restoration Matters, we have conversations around restoring relationships with God and others, and we are going to be picking up again this week with our Life Patterns series. So it's the new year, and uh, so people are thinking about things that we want to focus on for the year or try to do differently for the year, and so life patterns is just a good uh, frame of mind to be in. So, Scott, would you give us a little bit of an introduction on this idea of life patterns and what we're talking about today?
2: Yeah, so with life patterns, um, we've been talking about different ways that we structure our lives, um, different ways um, that we um, have systems, um, relationships um, in our life, our day-to-day life, that um, are not themselves maybe directly contributing to restoring a relationship or, or handling a conversation or a difficult situation, but they um, shape and make us into the kind of people that can do that effectively and um, and to do to do that well. And so we've talked about some of those different life patterns already. We've talked about having mentoring relationships in your life. We've talked about how important uh, your community is for shaping you and, and molding you into a certain type of person. And then last week we talked about uh, disciplines, specifically focusing in on some of the, I guess, more physical, you might say disciplines like exercise and, and diet and sleeping and mm-hmm. things like that. So having having good disciplines around what you eat and how you take care of your body mm-hmm. um, and all those things, um, community mentoring disciplines are all helping to shape us and form us into, into certain types of people that will be effective in helping helping other people. So this week, we are continuing with disciplines, um, sort of disciplines part two, uh, talking about spiritual disciplines. So we talked about um, exercise, diet, those kinds of things, but now we're going to talk about some of the more um, traditional spiritual disciplines that we can work into our lives that are going to help us um, and shape us. Um, So um, we can maybe just start right into what we're what we're talking about with when we speak of yeah specific spiritual disciplines
1: yeah and i think you know spiritual disciplines even just that term depending on your faith background or denominational background that is either a phrase that is really um that that's really familiar or just like completely archaic and feels like what why are we even talking about this this is you know from the middle ages or something so so um so scott yeah I think that's a good good idea is just to kind of like outline what we mean by spiritual discipline.
2: Yeah. So, um, I, I can take a stab at maybe defining spiritual disciplines. Um, spiritual disciplines, when we use that term, I, we generally mean um, ways that we discipline our lives or practices we put into our lives that help us um, attend to what is most valuable and what is highest. Um, and so, um, ultimately, that is God. Ways that we point our direction, point our direction towards God and towards um, towards His bi- His great work in the world. Um, and so, um, we do different things or abstain from different things in order to help us focus our attention on what is greatest. Um, because so often these smaller things are what fill our vision. Mm. And so, spiritual disciplines help us to um, at least temporarily clear away those smaller things, or maybe put them in their right place so that we can see what is greatest, which is who God is, um, have a vision of who God is and what he's doing in the world. That's
1: great. So an example of a spiritual discipline would be what?
2: Yeah, so um, the 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 most obvious spiritual disciplines would be um, prayer, mm-hmm. um, scripture reading, Fasting, these kind of which I'm sure you know, mm-hmm. if you, our listeners have have heard of those as spiritual disciplines. Yeah, um, <clears throat> all of those in different ways contribute to that vision.
1: Yeah. Okay. Good. So, so prayer as a spiritual discipline or as a life pattern. Um, you know, I think I think the immediate immediate thing that I have heard you know for for years of just in Christian culture is well, I don't want to become legalistic, right? And so as soon as we start talking about doing some of these things, I think that alarm bells might start going off of like, well, hold on, hold on. I don't want to become legalistic. And so therefore I don't want to, I don't want to get anywhere near legalism. So all of these things are things that we've kind of, you know, again, depending on like denominational emphasis, we tend to um, put on the back burner, right. Mm -hmm. Or say, well, I'm going to do those things, but not in any sort of structured way or in more of like a um, a, a required way where I'm checking things off of a list. Um, but really what we're talking about is developing these patterns that come through um, through doing you know these things often in a way that is really full of life and not void of life, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this gets back to... The analogy that we talked about when we first started the series um, coming from Dallas Willard's book, Spirit of the Disciplines, mm-hmm. um, which that book is really primarily about spiritual disciplines, although we've been kind of expanding his metaphor to talk about bigger life patterns. Yeah. Um, but he brings up the um, example that we've talked about several times of a, uh, a professional athlete and how yeah. um, if they want to perform well in the game... Uh, they need to have a whole life of regimented discipline yeah. in order to train their body and their minds, their instincts, um, to be able to do what's right in that moment. Yeah. And so I think often the sort of fear or even accusation of legalism comes from um, maybe not understanding how it is we are even able to love God and our neighbor. Yeah. Um, because if you say like, well, you should love your neighbor, no one's gonna say, Oh, you're legalistic, yeah. you know. Um, but that's ultimately what the spirit the spiritual disciplines do is they train us to be able to love God and our neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um if we you know, I, th- I think if we say, like like the like the um aspiring athlete, I just wanna show up on the game at the game and and um, score the winning touchdown. Um, that's sort of like a saying like, well, I don't really want spiritual disciplines, but I want to just, um, I want to be able to love my neighbor and I want to be able to say a comforting word to them or, mm-hmm. or say, stand up for the truth in the moment when it matters. Um, you're sort of saying like, I just want to show up for the game and, and do the, the big thing, yeah. um, without training myself to be able to even know what I should be doing yeah. or have the skill to be able to do it when the time comes.
1: Well, I think prayer is a good place to start in mm-hmm. spiritual disciplines. Um, so, so what what would developing prayer look like as a as a practice in our daily life, and how does that connect to, you know, building life patterns that lead to restoration?
2: That's a really a good question. It's actually something I've struggled with for years um, of of trying to trying to build in a pattern and a habit of prayer yeah. Um, in a way that where it starts to feel like it's natural yeah, um, or where it's just second nature. Um, it, you know, it, you you sort of it almost feels like a classic new year's resolution often for me where you're sort of like, I'm going to start praying more. And then you get up in the morning and you pray and maybe, you know, for a month you're praying um, every morning and it's going great. But then it just, it just sort of feels like, um, like, uh, you never, you never on a downhill where, where it's yeah. just where you have momentum. Um, so it, it's, it's been hard. It's a struggle. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly why. I don't know what you guys think.
0: One of my favorite pictures of prayer is always uh, a Fiddler on the Roof, Rev uh, uh He is this, you know, poor, poorer man, and he, he always just has these asides with God, where he's like, you know, he's doing something in the play or in the movie whatever, he's like doing something. And then all of a sudden it's just like, he has a spotlight and he's just talking to God. And I feel like that more and more is my goal for prayer mm-hmm. in my life that right. I would be more like Rev Tevya, where he said, he has this famous song. If I were a rich man, you guys know this song. Mm-hmm. And he says, if I were a rich man, I would have the time to just sit and study your word all day, God. And I would just pray all day. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a rich man, and so I don't have those things. And so I feel like we, I don't know, I often have this like thought just like that. Like, if I had endless time, God, then I could really devote myself to prayer. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that Rev. Devia is a perfect example of faithfulness in prayer, of just an ongoing dialogue with God, yeah. where there is still a discipline to it, where you're, you're turning, you're being disciplined to turn your heart toward the Lord, but it's not like I need to stop what I'm doing, sit down at the table or in my closet. There's a place for that too, but like actually just incorporating a dialogue of prayer throughout the day. I I, I agree. It's so hard, <laughs> but I've been thinking about that a lot lately, just how to dialogue more with the Lord throughout the day.
1: Yeah, I and that's really, I mean, that's really um, such a, a freeing definition of of the spiritual discipline of prayer. I think because it it is very um it's very accessible, right? So we've got this I know I've had the same notion too of the thought will cross my mind, oh, okay, well, I should pray about that. As though it was like, well, I need to I need to remember what I'm thinking right now the next time that I have a formal sit down conversation with the Lord, you know? And, um, and that's just not how I approach any other relationship with somebody that I'm with, you know, like I wouldn't say to you, Jen, you know, um, if a thought came to my mind, okay, well, I need to write that down. If I'm sitting in the same room as you, I need to write that down so that next time Jen and I have a conversation, we can talk about that.
2: Yeah.
1: And so kind of breaking down those barriers to, to that, that are self-imposed really, to say, okay, prayer is dialogue. And so just like when I'm sitting at the kitchen table with you eating dinner, and a thought comes to mind, and I just talk to you about it right then and there, that we can do that with the Lord all day, every day.
0: I I think too, like, I, I was just thinking about this. Like, I think that sometimes it's easy for us to think that God is limited how we are limited. Like, sometimes there are times, like in our day, Craig, where it's like you walk in and, you have things going on and you have to go do something. So I probably can't, maybe it's not a great time for me to like come to you or, you know, tell you something that's on my mind, but God's not limited like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's so exciting to think about. Like God isn't, he's not multitasking like how we are, where he's like fried and I can't think about that right now because I'm
1: yeah. doing this, Yeah,
0: you know, like he's doing everything. Do you know what's going and, on in the world? <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> he's yeah. not like that's not important to me right now. He's just infinite and not limited mm-hmm. in that way, and so I that is so freeing to think that at any moment we can bring anything to him, and it's not like we have to wait until I mean you know until there's like the right moment.
2: yeah, so we're kind of saying one place to look at developing this would be trying to understand. And overcome the hesitancy to bring those things to God at that moment. Yeah. Why do I, why do I try to mentally make a note and, you know, pretend like I can't just talk to him now? Yeah. 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 So,
1: so, you know, I think that, that when I hear developing the discipline of prayer to me, that's like, okay, when am I going to, when am I going to carve out specific time every day to sit down and light a candle and you know, have my Bible and pray to God. And for me, that's the that's the New Year's resolution that is just on repeat every year. I'm like, dang it, why can't I why can't I get this to to be an actual consistent thing? Um, and so I like that 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 challenge or that new perspective of you no, know, the spiritual discipline of prayer for for me is going to be. Hey, I'm going to I'm going to try to pray more often throughout the day, conversationally with God, opening a dialogue where I not only share, but I also try to listen, you know? And and that that treat it more like a a relationship, you know, with with a friend or family member in that way.
0: And I think as that relates to being a restorative person, I feel like as we engage in an ongoing dialogue with the Lord and we are disciplined mm-hmm. to do that and to have a heart that is open to God's word all the time, then when we're in a hard situation when I'm in a struggle moment in a difficult relationship, if I'm practicing that discipline of dialoguing with the Lord, it's going to be a lot easier in that moment to invite the Holy Spirit into whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's how to me, like that's how it really relates to the becoming a person who is restorative. Yeah. That if we're disciplined to be praying without ceasing that, that will make those moments that are difficult, maybe a little bit smoother.
1: Yeah. Rather than, okay, I'm going into this stressful conversation or situation and okay, hope it goes well. Hope I hit the grand slam. Um, (laughs) And then I'll talk to God about it tomorrow morning, you know, at my prayer time. More like, hey, Lord, help me here. I need you. I need your wisdom. I need your um, guidance. This is, I'm feeling stressed. And I need you to go before me in this conversation.
2: Uh, And maybe that's it. And here we go. So I'm actually, um, I'm, I'm interested maybe in pushing the other direction now. Mm-hmm. We sort of tried to open up this space to say, you know, we're often intimidated and feel like there has to be this very particular set of structures in yeah. order for it to, quote unquote, work, yeah. um, and and that kind of gets us t- tied up in knots, and then we end up just not praying at all, mm-hmm. because we feel like we can't get everything just right, so I guess I can't pray. Yeah. Um, but kind of using the, maybe keying off of the relationship analogy... We're kind of saying, you know, in a relationship, let's say a husband and wife, um, you kind of just start are talking to each other Mm -hmm. throughout your day. Um, Something comes to mind, you bring it up. However, um, most people would would argue that if for your relationship to be healthy, you need to have sort of set aside time with that person. Yeah. Um, So you need to, you know, you need to go on a date. You know, you guys need to have some time where you can, you know, out of the bustle of kids and craziness. Um, where you can actually dedicate focused time to talking with that person and listening to them and um, having that intimacy. Um, And I think that that maps over to prayer as well. Definitely. So we have these on with our spouses, we have these ongoing conversations throughout the day. But if all you do is just kind of go throughout the business of your day Mm -hmm. with little conversations here and there, you're gonna be very distant, and you, that person will start to be very foreign to you. Yeah, and you'll wonder what they're really thinking. You know, you don't really know what's going on in their interior life because, you know, across the kitchen as you're setting the table, it's just not gonna it's just not gonna cut it for really developing that intimacy.
1: Yeah, Jen and I laugh because we always seem to start conversations as we're brushing our teeth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like we start talking it's like why is this hard to talk about right now? Maybe it's cuz I have something in my mouth. <laughs> and so like actually having something that you know having a time set aside where okay no this is when we're going to have a deeper conversation, you know.
2: Um yeah. And I think you know this the there is a hesitancy to map that over to the our spiritual life and our prayer life, because Mm -hmm. it does start to feel like, Oh, like you have to, you know, you have to set up these structures and have these set times that you pray and, you know, carve out that time um, in order for that function of prayer to be um, living or, or for that, for that type of prayer to be something that becomes a part of your life. Yeah. Um, But in the same way, you know, if, if, Somebody was saying you know husband or wife would say like hey we really should go on a date and then say like well you know, I, we don't want this to be some kind of a new year's resolution yeah. type thing where we like commit to like yeah. going on dates. Yeah. Like let's just, you know, really our relationship is just this free and every, it's kind of an every moment thing. And they're like, <laughs> no, seriously, can we just go on a date? Well, like we're, our inti- intimacy is just, you know, throughout the day. Yeah. And, you know, like, no, really, like I would like to go, I would like to actually spend some quality time with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. You know, we kind of get that, that. And, and I think that that's, I think that that's helpful. And, um Another way to build in the spiritual discipline of prayer is to va- is to value um, that mode of prayer, mm-hmm. um, value some of that structure, which, um, which for some of us is um, very difficult, difficult to carve out that time, yeah. or it's difficult to even know how you would begin to do that. I mean, I think we feel like, well, if I just sat down and prayed, like, what am I going to just like sit there and just start saying stuff or just wait for something to come to mind. It's Mm -hmm. um, it sort of feels like this void and what if it doesn't work out? And then there's something wrong with me and there's a lot of fear around it. And um, I think that's where having some guides in that discipline can help. Um, At least that's been the case for me. Yeah. So um, in times in my life where I've sort of made a dedicated push to carve out those dates, you know, so to speak, um, having a little bit of structure, that people who've gone before me have used and relied on has been really, really helpful to almost, um, almost uh, set the stage for prayer. Yeah. Um. And so for me, that's been, you know, at different times working with a prayer book, um, even just working with a basic prayer outline of scriptures. And, um, yeah. At Rockside, we we have a prayer morning every Wednesday morning where we have some scriptures um, and the Lord's Prayer that sort of provide some brackets for our prayer time together. And just dedicating that time as a staff and having those brackets and that structure around our prayer time for whatever's going on on the ranch, um, I think we've all found to be really helpful in giving us that platform Um, and just giving us a place to start too. You know, you sit down and you just don't know what to say at first, but um, read a psalm and end with the Lord's Prayer and then just see what happens, you know, even something as simple as that.
0: I love that because I feel like that it's like that's where the dialogue then would flow out from. Right. It's like having those structured, disciplined times, that actually enables you to have a more like meaningful dialogue throughout the day. Yeah. That makes so much sense.
1: Yeah. That a healthy relationship is both a combination of spontaneity. And intentionality, mm-hmm. and that if you get out of balance on one side or the other, that that the relationship starts to suffer. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, talking about different tools, you, you mentioned the Psalms, and the Psalms really are the are the prayer book mm-hmm. of the Bible. Um, there are specific prayer books, and looking at at um, you know written prayers that you can find through different um, different people from over the centuries in definitely the Lord's Prayer. Um, what are some other tools that can help to kind of uh, to, to kickstart more intentional times of prayer?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think um, uh, prayer books yeah. are a great resource. Um, I mean, even just going with the Book of Common Prayer, which has been around for a really long time, Um I've worked with that a little bit in trying to structure some of my prayer times, and that's been helpful. It can be a little intimidating at first to try to, you know, if you have a copy of the Book of Common Prayer, which is Book of Common Prayer is the prayer book that was developed out of the Reformation in England. Um, So the Anglican Church, the English Reformation Church, um, they came up with this prayer book that everybody used so that as all the English people were praying and uh, the churches were praying all across the country, um, they were all united in kind of some of their set patterns of prayer, mm-hmm. um, and so that's something that you can use individually um, or in your family uh, and that can give you a little bit of a structure for just a, just a place to start yeah um,
1: yeah, and I've known people who use prayer- or who keep prayer journals where they write down their prayers um, just as a tool to stay focused. I know that can be a real struggle for me sometimes it's like okay I'm going to sit down and pray, and all of a sudden I'm like thinking about. What I have to do that day, <laughs> dang it! So, trying to stay focused, writing things down as as you're praying, those types of things.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually praying Psalms mm-hmm. um, instead of just reading them. Yeah, you know, slowing down and reading each verse and then pray each verse, mm-hmm. um, and allowing that to maybe um, uh, lead into the more spontaneous spontaneous prayer. Um, whatever the psalmist is talking about, maybe that's a situation in your life or yeah. um, whatever. Um, same thing with the Lord's Prayer. Pray through each of those lines of the Lord's Prayer and then, um, you know, your kingdom come. Well, In what ways do I want to see your kingdom in my life, in my relationships? Yeah. Um, and then pray for that specifically. Yeah. And then move on to, the, you know, your will be done. How do I want your will to be done in my life, and my relationships? Mm-hmm. On earth as it is in heaven. Like, what is it like in heaven? And how would that, how would the reality of heaven on earth change my circumstance, and how can I pray for that? You know, give us our daily bread. What what do I need, and what are my needs? Like, where do I feel like I'm lacking or I'm weak? You know, so you kind of, you can kind of work through it like that, um, and pray as you go through it. That's great, yeah, and and definitely,
1: I mean, all of those things that you just said, Scott, and then the rest of the Lord's Prayer, which involves forgiveness of others and asking forgiveness for our own you know, sins and faults would be, um, would just be almost like those different buckets or categories of prayer that are really healthy to incorporate. And as we get, I think that, that it can be easy to just slide into this petition, you know, request, okay, here's my list of things that I want and, and, and hope that you will provide for me, God. Um, but where are those, what are those other elements of prayer that we can really be focusing on and, and emphasizing um, and and not neglecting, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So prayer as a life pattern. Could be, um, uh, could basically take up as much time as we can possibly give it, and um, and so we would just encourage you to be thinking about different ways to to start incorporating prayer. I mean, if you have a commute to work every day, um, you know, I'm sure there's a there's a rhythm that that you're in right now of what you do on that commute. You know, consider maybe changing that rhythm up a little bit to include a portion or all of that commute in prayer. Um, maybe it is spending a little time in the morning or the evening. Maybe it's praying together with your spouse or with um, your mentor. Just what are some ways that prayer can be more incorporated into your daily life? All those are great questions to ask, um, great questions to to bring to the life patterns we've already talked about to the community and to the mentoring relationships that we hope that you're in. So um, I hope this has been encouraging and um, would love to invite you. If you have any thoughts or questions to, to email us at podcast at rockside ranch.org podcast at rockside ranch.org. And um, we are going to jump in, with our next episode next week, um, continuing on some of these disciplines. So as always, we want to encourage you that restoration is a process and it takes time. But the the time that you are devoting to restoring relationships with God and with others, um, we we know and believe that it's worth it. So we want to encourage you to keep at it. Um, There is hope. And um, thanks for joining us this week on Restoration
0: Matters. We'll see you next time.